Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Emergency Nine Golf Podcast. I am Mike here with the boys, Jay and McLean. How are you, gents? Wonderful. It's just great to be here with you two, Coach. <laughs> Coach McLean's taking over. Just going to rule Stewart, Florida Little League. What's it? What's the league called here? Or sorry, not Little League. Yeah. T ball. <laughs> Mar- Martin County you- Marlins. Martin County. There you go. Go That's Marlins. Right. The Black Marlins. Somebody wants to know what a prize Marlin is. I'll tell them off the air. But uh, we are currently <laughs> looking for sponsorship. Just throwing that out. There. Wait, wait. We need yeah, sponsors we... for the pod first, McLean. Before you, you worry about your five-year-olds, you're just trying to buy you, you beer gotta, for yourself. Hey, you got to use whatever platform. You, can, <laughs> you know. Um. Everyone have a good weekend. No football. Really fucking shitty ass. Uh, Pro Bowl. I watched for about four and a half minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, the three of us texted about that today. It's like, just what are we doing here? It's two hand touch. Can we just name the teams and then no one ever has to play? No, is it, I, it, I is thought it that, really two hand touch. I mean, no one's trying to get injured. It's pretty There's close. There was no the tackles. No, one, no one's going to really, unless I don't know. It, it's, it's bullshit. I like the idea I saw today. Let the two worst teams play a real game for first round draft pick. That sounds, that sounds like we're adding a game and, or I should say, an opportunity for more entertainment, something where they have something on the line, add actually a real game to the schedule. If they were giving half a shit, it would have been kind of cool. But it was legitimately no one hit the ground. It was they just put your arms around the guy and it was blow the whistle dead. And then, like, I, I would prefer that they go back and do, like, that really cool, um, the skills competition, like, really in-depth, like, if you get rid of the game, just do the skills. Competition. Well, they had some skills thing. I didn't watch it. There was but, some passing, but they were also doing like dodgeball and like, and yeah, but the guys don't like, it should be like, in, like a big thing in the past. It was like to be the fastest man in the NFL. It was like, they were competing, you know, they yeah, were Tyree really killed didn't even try in this. If you were watching the fastest man. Oh, oh that's cool. You look, you look cool, dude. That looks yeah. cool to not try to, to win. You, you're supposed to be the fastest guy in the NFL. But it's easy to act like you don't care and, and give up because you're scared that somebody actually may beat you if you're trying. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, he then I, he then goes on ESPN during actually the uh, NHL All Star game was on, and, and because they were both of them happened to be in the same city in the same weekend, he goes on and gets interviewed. He goes, "Yeah, oh, yeah, I want. I'm just challenging. Uh, I just want to challenge Usain Bolt." It's like okay, well, you lost to a linebacker yesterday, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't. Went to run the run the run the event with a sweatshirt on and whatever. Yeah, I was like, come on, dude. Look, you saw Metcalf uh, go out and run up against the sprinters and had a very respectable finish, but he was not even in the ballpark where Mm -hmm. those boys were. It's not like he's getting ready to go out and grab you know one of the fastest guys on the planet and legendary speed. Yeah, he's not wearing an Olympic medal with the Olympics. Trying to race Usain Bolt, get out of here. Yeah, if you Usain Bolt running beside him would be pretty funny. Because Tyreek looks super fast simply because, I mean, one, he is super fast, but the fact that he's 5'7 or 5'8, I mean, his little legs are moving 100 miles a minute. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but you run him beside 6'5, Usain Bolt, he looks going to look like he's jogging, which he does anyway. Yeah. But he still gets fucking, down, fucking down gaz- nine seconds. The gazelle. Yeah. Um, what are you drinking there, Jay? I, you know, it was weird. I had the, the Basil Hayden toast has been sitting on there for a while and I've never had it. So I was okay. like, I'll just open it up. There you go. It yeah. It's, it gets I, haven't had the, I haven't had the toast one before. It's a, it's pretty light, easy thing. Easy, easy bourbon drink. It's, it's nice. Nice. Yeah. 
McLean, you on the light? CL's Corona Light. Yeah, CL. Normally CL is Coors Light, but the CL smoothie for you is Corona Light. Yeah, that's. We're not going to comment on the Coors. Uh, it's not even recognized as actual beer. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't drink Corona Light and become off as a beer snob. <laughs> No, you're right. But I can't come off as a taste snob, which is why I don't drink fucking food. Uh, true. I'm actually on some beer tonight. I'm on a little. Whoa, milk. that looks dark. Milk. What is yeah, that? very dark. That? Milk stout yeah. nitro. Can you, cut, brewing. can you cut that with a knife? Can't see through it. <laughs> Beautiful. Got a nice head on it. Yeah. Doesn't get cold enough down here to drink those. Um, yeah, good point. <laughs> I got nothing to say there. <laughs> Speechless. <laughs> but uh, we did have a little golf this weekend. I thought yesterday was I watched a lot of it as I was tired and hung over on the couch in my sweatpants. Um, I watched a lot of the coverage. I thought it was pretty entertaining with a lot of different names up there. My boy Jordan's in contention. It's always good when Jordan's up there and Patrick Cantlay and um, it's also great when I happen to pick three of the top four in the leaderboard on my <laughs> draft games this week. I happen to pick Tom Hoagie who wins. I pick Spieth and Troy Merritt. So if you listened and you took my advice, people, you're welcome. I beat the bag out of these two in draft Kings and who else did I beat? Your mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So for our listeners, I messed up when I was creating our DraftKings last week. It was I was supposed to make it for our listeners to join, and I messed up and made it a winner-take-all um, DraftKings. And so I'm like, well, I won't send this out to anyone. We won't broadcast this. You know, normally we pay top three. And so I didn't send that to any friends, family, no one. I don't think Jay did. McLean sent it to one person, his mom. His mom got in. So it was a three of us. defending champion. I know. I know. I know. So it was just the three of us and your mom in it this week. And anyways, sorry, Pammy, but I beat the bag out of you too. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so Tom Hoagie gets it done. He wins at Pebble, his first career win. The guy's been knocking at the door now, it seems like, for about a year and a half. He's been playing really solid golf and played awesome on the back nine. You know, his last, I forget what his last... 10, 11 holes. He was like five under after a couple of bogeys on the, on the early part of the front nine. Jordan had a little lead there. was hitting the ball. Great. And then just stumbled, you know, had a couple of birdie chances that he didn't make left a lot of putts hanging on the lip and then bad iron shot on, on 17 makes bogey. And that was pretty much, pretty much it for him. So what do you guys make from Tom Hoagie first? Well, then we'll get to uh, Mr. Spieth. Um, I, I- He's been playing consistently, you know, over the past couple of years, he just gets a little bit better every year. He, he's been in, in contention. I know he played with Tiger uh, on the West Coast swing a couple of years ago. And they, he would, I mean, you know, that was obviously a big experience for him to play with Tiger um, in that, that stage. And I think he just keeps gaining a little bit of confidence, you know, every time he, you know, every time he plays, every year he's out on the PJ Tour. I've played with him his rookie year on tour. It was back in, 2014 and you know you could just tell that he had a he wasn't like a there's nothing about his game that you're going to see and be like oh this guy's a world beater but very focused very driven didn't say a whole lot but you know 
he was into what he was doing and you could see he was trying to take it all in and get better. And he's certainly done that. I mean, if there's a, you got to give credit to a guy who's like kind of a journeyman works his way on tour, you know, doesn't hit the longest, doesn't have a pretty golf swing. I mean, we, we all watched him swing. It's a little different. Um, and then obviously he's working, but for them, for, for a guy to get just a little bit better every year, I think is, 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 really really cool thing for for player to just keep progressing like that year after year after year because there's some guys that come out hot and they they win a tour event and then you don't hear from him again but he just keeps playing keeps getting better and better which is i think it's pretty cool yeah you know looking at some of his stats um byproduct of statesville north carolina by the way shout out to i just saw that um currently ranked 39th in the world and i believe that's prior to his actual win i'm not sure that that's been updated yet i could be incorrect i think that's updated okay so it could be updated going through some of these though it, it, you kind of look at his game and it's, it's almost a little odd but you can tell where he is fantastic and you can obviously look at some results and see the same thing i'll get to that in a second but looking at his stroke game strokes game he is 123rd off the tee which we know he's not a long hitter but he's not the shortest guy out there either uh, approach to the green, though, this really stuck out to me. He's number five. Do you know how hard that is when your strokes gains off the tee is not great? He's not necessarily hitting it from the middle of the fairway all the time. So that means this guy is hitting some great shots from all over. So we know he's, and he's not long either. So it's not like he's yeah. no, ex- not exactly. like he's long and crooked. He's short and crooked. That's <laughs> exactly right. Not a great combo. That's exactly right. So it, it, it's kind of funny to see that because those – those immediately stuck out to me. And normally there's almost an opposite correlation with those two numbers uh, because it's going to be much more difficult to have um, a much higher ranking and strokes gain. Um, what was it? Approach to the green. If you have a bad off the tee ranking, he, he does. So that goes to show how he's been able to convert some of this into dollars um, going down one twenty seventh in putting, not a great putter of the golf ball either. So you can tell where the money's been make been made, and ultimately, it's definitely from those second shots around the green. Uh, he's 40th around the green in strokes gain there. So we know around the green, into the green, and around the green, he's really strong. As we see with a lot of tour players, the guy's probably not making a lot of mistakes, and where he does, he's able to get up and down from them. That's what makes tour players tour players. But what also stuck out to me is the fact that the guy's won $8.6 million on tour. He's played in 202 events with 17 top 10 finishes. Finally broke out with a win, but at the same time, he's already made $1.6 million this year before this event. He's had two top 10s throughout 11 events played. He's been putting together a nice season rolling into Pebble. Great to see him play well. It's kind of a, like I said, he's got a little bit of a different game, but ultimately I think he, he gets on those Poana greens. And what, what have we said about the Poe greens? Who do we see break through on those Poe greens? Uh, Average butters. butters. Yeah. You know, stays yeah, true. Yeah. Stays true. I mean, it's it's yeah. kind of cliche. This word gets used a lot in, in golf, but he is an ultimate grinder, right? You're going to go off on those off those stats. Um, That's what he's done. And it's, it's, it's been cool to see. Um. You know, most people probably didn't even hear from Tog Hoagie until last year, until he started popping up on some of the bigger, you know, he had a, a pretty good run in the playoffs and um, was up there for a little bit in, in some other events last summer. And yeah, now 39th in the world, he's 32 years old, you know, so not a young guy out there, but just kind of coming onto the scene now. So you can really break through it at any moment. I mean, he's almost a quiet veteran. He's almost a quiet veteran. I mean, you look at a guy that has 200 starts on tour. 
to me that that's 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 almost veteran if not kind of quiet veteran status as jay can tell you it's not easy to have 200 starts on tour jeez i mean and especially for somebody to to have 200 starts on tour and you've never heard of him really i mean yeah i, I mean obviously if you're in the golf world you've seen his name a couple of times but if you're just a casual or a novice you know golf fan you you don't even know who the who he is and he's he's played 200 times made 200 starts in a PJ tour event, which is, yeah, he's putting together, uh, he's putting together kind of a CH three career, a little bit of a la Charles Howell, but he didn't have the, he didn't have all the luster and shine coming right out of college the way Charles Howell did. So I think that's why Charles Howell is such a, such a household name, even though the guy persistently does not win, uh, but he puts himself in contention and plays well in so many events. He's the human ATM. Um, yeah. and unfor- and what a great guy. I mean, again, that, I mean, no, no negativity towards the, the CH three camp. I think he's a, an awesome guy. Um, but yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. Jay, a guy who's gone, gone under the radar, but again, has played in over 200 events and amassed $8.6 million in earnings soon to be, um, closer to that $10 million number after this win, right at that yeah. $10 million number, he'll be at what? 10.1. Um, after this one, I think the, he made 1.566 last week. Yeah, so, you're uh, spot on. Updated uh, 10.1 total earnings. Yeah. No, stat, uh, stat boy. Here you go. Stat boy. He did math on the fly. That was impressive, McLean. Stat boy. I've had four beers. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll give you an equation later on in the show then. Keep drinking. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, actually, six, six beers. Six beers. Well, yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought he was clutch, right? I'm sure there's a lot of people sitting on their couch yesterday, like, oh, well, Speed's going to win this, you know, and what was it, like 13, 14? He had like a four shot lead, uh, or two, me, two shot lead. And then Hoagie just slowly pecks away with Birdie on 11, Birdie on 14. And then he hits, almost holes it, jars it on 16 to kick in. And then, you know, a great iron shot that was given some guys, uh, you know, fits that 17th hole is not, not easy hole to hit the green, especially in that little back quadrant there and great shot. And then just bury the putt dead center. And you had sent that McLean, you had sent that funny video that's been going around. One of his good buddies was in his living room watching him and his wife was filming his buddy, watch him win the tournament. And the guy uh, was just going nuts. Yeah. That was awesome. He, he was jumping up and down before that putt even went in on 17. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, he knew it was he, center cut. He knew it he buried good. it. Could not miss. <laughs> The hole could not get out of the way. <laughs> and then he played played 18 great. Obviously, he was either looking at the leaderboard or his caddy was and said, hey, here's your hybrid. <laughs> Do not hit driver on this tee box. <laughs> you get a two-shot lead. You know, Bo, Bo Hossler are going to have to eagle behind him to mm-hmm. uh, just get into a playoff. And so. I like seeing Bo Hossler play well. I like that guy. Yeah, I've always he, liked he him. Texas guy product. I like his game. I love his golf swing. It's super, um, it's super natural. A little bit a la Colin Montgomery, if you will, especially with his yeah. backswing. He kind of gets yeah. it up there, super fluid. Yeah. God, I, I like his move. That's a yeah. good comparison. It yeah. is a good comparison. It, it, that, uh, he's kind of got that little teeny like the lower leg kick and the reverse C kind of finish. Oh yeah, and it's it's a little bit vertical. That club's a little bit vertical. Yeah, high. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, almost like a good a, almost like a yeah, like that or a poor man Steve Elkington. Kind of that yeah. kind of yeah. lower low, lower can, body drive. Yeah. I bet he can rip a high cut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
How big is Steve Elkington's head, by the way? Uh, the guy wears a fucking nine new. I mean, I'm just saying. He's I pretty mean, full he, of himself, too, if you're trying to go that direction. He, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I, was, I was mainly speaking more like, you know, from a physical the literal size of his head. He's a big, he's a, well, I mean, he's, not, he's got, <laughs> we'll say this, <laughs> like a U.S. Open sectionals when you played in front of me. And I was like, who is, what is that thing in front of me? I was like, what is that? I mean, he had, he's got big wide shoulders and he's got the, he's got like a teeny, teeny little legs and he's got a big old melon. I was like, what, is that a human? Like, what is that? <laughs> it looking proportion. Yeah, what is that thing? God, um, he's got a strong neck. <laughs> But I mean, remember that, yeah, remember that footage years ago from uh, Bubba Watson get caught on a hot mic and I think it was Zurich in New Orleans and Elkinson was like walking yeah. around when he was hitting. He was like, would you fuck fucking stop walking around? And he was like, fucking veterans. Something like that. <laughs> this is when Bubba was like first or second and, year. And they went they got they went after it. Oh, you know, I'm sure Elkin didn't Elkin didn't. I mean, he's an Aussie. He didn't. He was ready to mm-hmm. go. Yeah, he was ready to headbutt him. <laughs> he was ready to go. <laughs> That would have been a that would have been entertaining. That would have been over pretty fast. Bubba would have got his ass kicked. I think so too, but it would have been fun to watch it. <laughs> um. So, my, how about my boy, my boy Spieth? I told you he was going to be in contention. Um, plays well again. I, I thought he was going to have it there, and then, uh, you know, he buried twelve in thirteen. And I'm like, all right, here we go, par five coming up, and he had so many putts to sit on the edge. And then again, he, he made that late bogey, and that was that was kind of it. Not a root after Hoagie made the uh, made the birdie on seventeen there, two shot swing. So, um, yeah, what do you make of Jordan? Just kind of keep on plugging away and, and getting better. He's up to, I just had it up and lost it. I think he's up to now thirteenth in the world. Moved up a couple spots, and I mean it's it's pretty simple. I think it's just keep what keep doing what you're doing. You know, it seems like he's got his confidence back a little bit. The putter's looking pretty good. Um, you know, he said that he's going to remember this as a, a tournament that he's, he said he's going to kick himself for not winning. So he's going to remember this as kind of sour grapes to a certain extent. But at the end of the day, he put himself into contention. He's I don't know that you you could say that he's not back because there's such a fine line between winning and finishing right up there at the top. The guy's putting himself in contention every week and he, he every week that he's playing for the most part. And he has shown that he's got his game in very good working order. And I expect to see him break through very soon. Yeah, no, I agree. He's been playing, you know, obviously the, looking at the stats this year, he's, he's amassed some, some decent stats, nothing, nothing spectacular, spectacular, but um you know what he's what he's been known for, obviously, is his putting, and he's ranked seventy first in, in strokes game putting. So he, you know, with that, he's not he's not even performing at his best with his best. Um, but I, the one change that I think is really neat for him, or and and you know, I guess inspiring uh, should be for him in his camp is that his uh, strokes gain off the tee is he's thirty he's ranked thirty eight. So he's driving in a little if bit. If he's better. doing that, then he's going to be hard to he's going to be in contention a ton. If if he yeah, but the, the one thing that he has always been pretty good at, he's been a pretty good, pretty good ball striker into the green. And his, his iron stroke, game's always been really good. Yeah, yeah, and his strokes gain uh, pro- approach to the green is he's ranked one twenty nine, which is opposite. So, you know, he did make a couple of little weird practice swings and rehearsals out there. He's I, been I, doing that all year now. 
really. I haven't I haven't seen him much. This yeah. I know last year he was doing a couple of weird ones. We was really trying to lay it off, but now he's doing something a little different. So I'm curious to hear what he's what he's working on. But I mean, he's he's obviously playing better. Um, the stats maybe aren't showing it yet to that full degree, but it's it's obviously moving in the right direction. So I, I don't mind Jordan Spieth. I mean, I, you know he he's entertaining. He, he's a little bit of a complainer and a little whiny, you know, when he's on the course, but. He, he kind of, I guess, what's the right word? He's got that kind of, uh, you know, he he doesn't have all the 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 lack the, the star luster that some of these other guys have. So he's kind of like your blue collar, you know, guy that you pull for. Because it's a little more relatable. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's not a superstar. I mean, he's not a superstar athlete. He doesn't look like a superstar athlete, uh, and he doesn't swing like a superstar athlete. I mean, he doesn't doesn't do anything that's going to wow you, but until he gets his putter in his hands and he makes yeah, it. Yeah, he has putter. a flair for the dramatic. Yeah. Well, if you look it's, at his stats, though. Good TV. It, it, it's, some aren't as high as you would think, and some are a little lower than you would think. Um, you know, his putting is only 71st. What surprises me is driving distance is his highest ranked stat. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Greens and regulations, Grandma. But he's pretty, 36th pretty close, in though. driving distance. That surprised me that he was that high. That's that's a big yeah, jump. For him. He used to be around like 95th. And yeah, yeah, that's a big jump for him. So uh, the other thing that surprised me is his approach to the green was 129. Normally, he's a really good iron player when he's playing well. Yeah. Really good iron player. And even though he's got a little bit of an awkward move or grip, he's been historically a really good wedge player. Yeah. Um, so it shows me that he's been having some issues around there. And, you know, I, I, I may need to retract my previous statement. Maybe he's not playing as well as I, I kind of alluded to. I think in the wraparound season, maybe, or last fall, he had maybe some more success than he's had as of recent. But uh, um, looking at some of these stats, I may have. Uh, I mean, I don't, those, those stats are those stats are pretty good. I mean, pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's got. Scoring I mean, average kind of, ranked 140 is not good. No, no, no. That's, that's obviously the worst one. But scoring average can be, that's there's so many factors. That you know depends on what events he's played in. If are they tough of courses, so it's hard to to look at that. If he if he picked a couple of the harder golf courses, his scoring average can be a little higher. But he's still well, finishing high in the tournament. But if you look at the stats, you know through the board, scrambling 29th, greens and regulation 24th, driving accuracy 69th, driving distance 36th. So, I mean, those are not those those are top you know 25 top 30 player in the world stats. No, you make a good point because. You are correct. And the scoring average is going to be skewed because for the past three weeks, we saw like 42 and 93 under win. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it makes that you, you bring up a really good point. I mean, you look at his, look at his Bell finishes. Skewed. Yeah. This, this season that started where he started in October, he's played five events, T18, 20, T21. He missed the cut last week at farmers, but he had like some intestinal issue. And then second yeah. this week. So He's getting the golf ball done, a bunch of top 20s, essentially, uh, every time he's teed it up, except for the one time when he, he was sick last week. So um, what do you guys make? He he almost left us on Saturday. What do you guys make of that shot he hit on eight that everyone has seen a million times on the cliff, um, almost drives it into the ocean, and the ball's about a foot and a half from going down a 70-foot rock cliff to the ocean. He goes out and hits it. Overblown, cool. Dramatic. Way overblown. Way overblown. He wasn't that concerned about it when he was over the golf ball, or he wouldn't have hit it. 
I yeah, I would have liked to have seen it been like him, like really hanging over the edge, like one foot on the like the ball hanging. He's like leaning over and trying to just chip something. So I did mean, you guys? Did you he guys hear his? Swing. Did you guys hear his comments after? Well, when he said he saw the video. Well, yeah, he he talked about it was he was pretty nervous over it, and Greller was trying to talk him out of doing it. Grella did not want him hitting that shot. He said, next time, if he ever did that again, Grella said, I'm going to pick up the ball and throw it in the water. So you, <laughs> so you don't do that. He did say it was his, like one of his most nerve wracking shots he's ever hit. And then like his parents were all pissed off after the round. His dad was like beside himself that he did that. They thought he was going to like Jeez. fall. Uh, maybe the camera angle wasn't very good because it didn't look that. The bad. camera angle didn't look great. No, the camera angle did not look great. But at the same time, he got in there, hit it, backed out. I mean, it was never – I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it was sketchier than it looked in my eyes. I think he made a great fucking par, and the internet went absolutely apeshit on it, if I'm being yeah. honest. I don't know. That's – I don't know if – I mean, again, I haven't – I'm just kind of thinking when I was – when, Jay, you and I were at Bandon Dunes, and we're standing on the edge of those cliffs. Now, there was never one that was that severe as far as, like, the fairway basically goes right down to it when we were yeah. lo- walking right along these these cliffs i never had to hit a shot because all mine were right in the middle of the fairway um just, just kidding <laughs> just kidding it was fucking all over the place um <laughs> but i don't know i mean i i think even if you have plenty of footing there i think there's still a part of you that's just uneasy with a straight down cliff looking at yeah. you and vertigo sets in and like oh crap yeah yeah, no question. I mean, it would have been I I'm sure it was he he's like you said he's got a flair for the dramatic and I know that he probably is going to build it up because he was a little nervous so he's going to make sure everybody else knows that he was nervous and make it make it a big deal. But well, the internet had already made it a big deal before he even finished his round. So yeah. he didn't need to he just kind of poked at the fires a little bit there, but it was I mean, I had got all kinds of notifications on my phone from every sports outlet that I follow was like Jordan Speed, look at this, look at Jordan Speed, look at Jordan Speed, you know. Yeah. But I don't know, it was interesting. It was um I couldn't believe the ball stopped there when I was watching I because I was watching it live. I'm like, holy shit, well, that ball's going on the water. Cause he did it, I remember he did it last year when he was in contention and he kind of got pissy with Greller on the club selection. And I was like, oh my God, Greller put him in the water again on this hole. <laughs> But um, anyways, so that was that. Any other takes from uh, from Pebble? No, I love the sense. love the sites. It's a it as much as I love watching real golf and prefer that to for the most part. There's something about it at Pebble that it just makes sense, and I think maybe it's just because we're so used to it. It's been a part of it for so long. And that the sites kind of bring it in. I mean, it's not that it adds more entertainment from a, a for a golf purist, but I don't dislike it the way I do some others. If I'm being honest, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's always obviously just gorgeous scenery. I yeah. thought CBS did a cool job with getting some drone footage and some different angles, and um, yeah, I mean, it's just always fun to look at, especially when the weather was. You know, sometimes they play there, and it's it's cold and gray and there's that Marine layer, but yeah. this was sunny and all in short sleeves. And so that just added to it as well. They, they can get rid of the celebrities if they want. That's fine with me. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't think I give as much. I don't care as much about him uh, just at this event because I think we're just used to seeing him. It just took, it, it took forever. It took him like six and a half hours to play golf yesterday. Yeah. Oh, God. No. All right. Did we see anyone see Macklemore? Like the one so of he, playing, guys, he was he playing was with our boy Lanto. The slowest golfer I've ever watched. I mean, I'm over. I'm sitting there thinking this guy is holding up the entire course. Now, I, don't, I dislike that, and I agree with that. I don't like the length of play, um, but I do like it being on the West Coast, and I do like watching it when the sun goes down. Um, that is on the cool. East Coast. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, holy shit. I'm like, I was looking at my uh, at the at my app. I'm like, why are they teeing off so early? Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it takes eight hours to play around a round of golf there yeah. in this tournament. Right. So that's why they're teeing off so early. Yeah, that that may also be one of the reasons why you saw so many people uh, over and um, playing in the Saudi. Yeah, they're just done with that whole tobacco. Speak, speaking of the Saudi, can I go on my fucking Masshole Minute right now? And for any of our listeners, sounds like Masshole Minutes, please. Uh, yeah, it's definitely longer than a minute. If any of our listeners don't like foul language, just fast forward a little bit in this podcast when you're listening to it. Mom, he's talking to you. <laughs> As you know, there was the Saudi International. A bunch of guys played. And my boy, Phil Mickelson, made headlines with his pre-round press conference interview. Came out bashing the PGA Tour on all their media rights things and this and that. And then he used the word obnoxious or the words obnoxious greed. Phil, shut the fuck up for another time. Would you get the fuck out of my face? I hope you take this Saudi money and go over there so I never have to see you again. (laughs) Take Bryson, take your fucking money and go. I am so done with your goddamn dumbass. Do you understand, dude? You You use the phrase obnoxious greed. When you are in Saudi Arabia, taking this money from the worst people in the world in appearance <laughs> fee money to go play in this thing, skipping an event. You won five times. He's love Pebble beach. He's won there five times. He's got a record. He skips that to take an appearance fee money from these fucking knuckleheads in Saudi Arabia. And you're going to say the PJ tours obnoxious creed hypocrite much. Jesus Christ. You <laughs> motherfucker. Like, Oh my God. I saw that. Let's I go. I almost flipped a gasket and it was a day after Tom Brady retired. So I was already in a bad place. And then this happened. And oh, man, I wanted to jump through my computer screen and punch that motherfucker right in the face. Well, this is a good time to tell you guys that I reached out to uh, Phil and he's going to come on the pod. And he wants to- I would love it. I will tell that <laughs> motherfucker right to his face because you know what? No one in the golf media will do it. This guy has gotten a free pass his entire life for some reason. <laughs> This guy is talking about golf. <laughs> this guy's talking about greed. The guy who's all over social media is taking an eight million dollar payout from the PGA Tour because of his social media campaign and who wins this pit program. Like all you do, Phil, is to make money. Hey, does anybody want to talk about the time you get caught up in insider trading to make a bunch of money? Nobody talks about that. That got swiped right under the rug. The golf media is not going to talk about that. God forbid they say anything bad about Phil Mickelson. If it was Tiger Woods who was involved in insider trading, it would be all over the fucking CNN news. It would yeah. be on Fox News. It would be everywhere. But Phil Mickelson just, oh, no, I don't know what I was doing. Sorry, I just made a million dollars like that in a day. 
Dumbass. Did, did he win the 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 PP what or the PI whatever it was? I don't think Player it officially MPI. came out yet, but I mean he went on that thing and told everyone he did when it I guess it wasn't real just to get his freaking likes up and his social media hits up because he wants the money because he's a greedy fucking oh. bastard. Yeah, I think he's doing a lot of this. I think he's creating a lot of controversy to win the pit money. Like that's yeah. that's part of the strategy. You're, you're right. He even came out and said it. He even came out and said it. He tweeted, he goes, I'll have another controversial topic soon, guys. And it's just like I just started laughing. I was like, wow, that's that's kind of funny. He he's just upset that he's 51 years old. He is no longer going to be relevant soon. People aren't going to talk about him. He loves to be the center of attention. He thinks he's always the fucking smartest guy in the room, always has to tell everyone, talk down to everyone about what we don't know. But don't worry, guys, because Phil Mickelson's here and he's going to fucking educate you. So you just sit and listen to Phil because everything he says is so true. Oh, by the way, half the stuff he said, he's like goddamn politicians these days and every media market you listen to. They say dumbass things that sound cool. They make a cool hashtag and a cool bumper sticker. They're not real facts. And because they don't really know, you can't really fact check him on his information. But most of what he said was false. He made up a $20 billion number that the PJ Tour has. He said he had to give a million dollars back for his media rights issue for the match. No, 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 no. You didn't pay that, Phil. Turner Sports, TNT, paid the million dollar rights for your video. But guess what? No athlete in any sports owns the rights to their video. LeBron James has to, whenever they use a footage of LeBron James, guess what? Guess who owns the media rights? The NBA, Mike Trout, MLB, Tom Brady, the NFL own the media rights to all these guys. Because guess what? They're forking over billions of dollars for the media rights to put these things on TV. So, yes, it is their possession. If you want to start a union, Phil, go ahead and start a union. But you don't want to do that either because you really don't care about the other guys on the PJ Tour. You just care about yourself. So I will say it again. Take the blood money and get the fuck out of my face. Go over there and play. I'm done. You're not doing this for the good of the game. Let the people who actually care about golf do our jobs. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Look, the only thing I will say is you do bring a very interesting perspective for him to use those words and throw it out, say obnoxious greed from someone who's overtaken an appearance fee um, to go play over there. I mean, yeah, it's, it, it's definitely ironic. Um, I think a it's lot of so times, hypocritical. Uh, look, I, I'll, I'll say this a lot. I think, too often times guys will use their platforms for purposes that they may not, I don't want to say qualified to talk about, but it may not be best necessarily the best objective to use their platform the way they do. Um, I, I think Phil's a great player. I think he has a great history of the game. I think he's done a ton for the sport and I'd like to see him play more golf and utilize his skills for what he's done best for so many years. I think recently his platform has, he's abused it slightly. And I think some of it's kind of funny. I mean, some of it I'll give him credit for. I think a lot of it's just to try to create more strategy towards winning the pit program because he knows he has such a following, but at the same time, does it improve his brand or his likeness from uh, someone like me? I, I don't necessarily think it does. I just think he he sees his brand slipping, right? He's not going to be on the PGA Tour for much longer. People don't really talk about him much to begin with anyways until he does this stupid stuff. Yes, he won the PGA, 
but over the last three or four years, he hasn't done shit, right? And people are talking about the young up-and-coming guys. Sorry, Phil, you're done. Sail off into the sunset, pal. Go take the blood money. I'm done with you. <laughs> the blood money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just, again, we all know I hate the guy, and this is just another way for me to jump on him and, and lash out at him. But it's just, oh, I'm just so sick of the act. And the, and the golf media, I will say Brandel wrote an article about it, calling him out and, you know, basically calling him a hypocrite and pointing out all his uh, fallacies in it. And, but for the most part, the golf media will not touch it. They don't ever say anything bad about the guy. He's the golden child for some reason. And you can tell they want to, I've been listening the last few days when they've brought it up on the golf channel and been looking at some things on social media and reading the golf digest golf week articles online. And they, they want to say like, shut up, Phil, you're a dumbass on this, but they just really can't. They kind of talk themselves around it. Which is you saying it, it just golf, the golf just media outlets in general, or golf channel in general, just all the golf media. Just, yeah. they don't really want to call him out. They don't completely agree with what he said or says a lot, but they just really don't want to just say like, Phil, all right, you're, you're out of tough, out of touch here. You're tone deaf. Like, what are you yeah. doing? It would be nice to have somebody there that, and, and Brandel's probably the closest guy, but he ends up just bashing. Well, he used to not as much anymore. All he wanted to do was bash Tiger like constantly. And it got, it got old because, you know, I, you know, they're, they're not obviously Tiger. We all know his history. He's not perfect. He did some really kind of cruddy things, but um, it's like, it gets to a point like, all right, we got it. You, you can't keep saying it over yeah, and yeah. over. Like we, we get it, but we've yet to really have anybody kind of criticize Phil that way. Uh, and the, the main, the main media outlets, they just, they just won't touch it. Just don't do it. Well, you saw what Brandel said today about Phil. What do you say? I read his article. He said he's a highly paid ventriloquist puppet. <laughs> for who, though? You're speaking. For I didn't himself. read the whole article. That's the headline. <laughs> I apologize. I saw it earlier today. I didn't read the article. I wanted to go back and do it, but ultimately, I just I brought it back up. That that was his quote. Yeah, I, I just. Oh. Says the all right. I'm not going to go into it. I haven't read it. I'm no, you're good. Educated you're good. On it, but, um, but I mean, I, I you know, he, he lashed out at Phil today, though. And Jay, I'm not trying to poke a hole into what you said because you're exactly right for the longest time that it is that way. But it is just super odd that today, um, uh, it just happened to came out where Brandle Chambly actually lashed out directly at Phil. That, that's great. I think that's yeah. exactly what I was. I mean, you're waiting, you're waiting for somebody to actually kind of do that. So, and he, like I said, he would be the guy to do it. So it's, you know, the, you know, I, I've Brandle Chambly has always kind of been hit or miss for me. Um, but, but the one thing that he, one thing that he does well, like, and I'm, I'll be the first to admit there's guys, plenty of guys that I don't really, you know, care for too much on the PJ tour, but I will, not even, not even PJ Tour, but just sports in general. And I will be the first to say I don't agree with maybe their points of view on certain topics and, you know, whatever. But you, you've got to appreciate the the skill. You know, you may – some people may not like certain players. You may not like Bryson or Brooks or Phil or whatever, but there's – All the above. All the above. But they're, they're good at golf. And, you know, and the same thing with uh, uh, Brandel – you may not really like his opinions all the time, but the guy really, he does his research and he puts in, 
he puts in the work to come up with these scenarios and, and build up his, his argument, which you got to respect. Like I may not agree with it, but he's it, at least he's given us more facts than just his opinion, which that's what I didn't like about him in the beginning. Cause I felt like all he wanted to do is give his opinion. But in the last five years, I feel like he's done a little bit more to like prove his point. And, and I think maybe in the past he, he had all that data and just didn't share it, but now he's actually sharing why he thinks the way he thinks about stuff, which, you know, I still don't agree with everything that he says, but yeah, I don't mind Brandel. I mean, there's some things he says that I don't agree with, but I think you're right. I've listened to a couple of interviews of his um, on other podcasts and some of these go back a few years mm-hmm. and he goes through his routine for what he does to get ready for like live from with all the majors. And it's impressive what this yeah. guy puts in and he knows his golf history and so, yeah, I, I think he definitely studies and knows it. And sometimes they're not always the uh, popular opinion, but I think you need that a little bit. I, I, there's not yeah. enough of that in golf. It's a lot of it yeah. is just boring Nick Faldo, Paul Azinger kind of bullshit. And yeah. it's just like, uh, I don't, I don't mind that. Yeah. I don't, I don't have to agree with everything he says, but I don't think he's just coming at it from a place to create headlines. I think he legit has his backing for what he yeah. agrees or believes or doesn't believe on, on these players. and. Um, I don't, I, I don't mind him again. I don't agree with everything he says, but I, I don't, I don't mind him. And Hey, if he wants to bash Phil Mickelson, I'll, uh, I'll be right there next to him. And he's a fan of yours now. That's right. We'll send on this podcast. <laughs> See if we get this played on the uh, golf channel. <laughs> we have to bleep it out. We'll get on the Netflix show. That will. Yeah. Speaking of the, the Saudi, uh, Harold Varner the third does win in dramatic fashion. That's really the only reason I bring it up. I don't even want to bring up that tournament, but he won in a pretty cool way. He was one back of Bubba Watson going into the 18th hole par five. And he was just off the front of the green, you know, five yards or so and pins back left. And he makes, I don't know if someone's, I haven't seen the the stat on it, how long it was. It had to have been 92 feet. Was it 92 feet? I was going to say 85 with probably 10 feet of break. Uphill, up, up over a ridge. Up over a ridge, back down, breaking left, you know, up and down to get into a playoff, and the guy cashes it for a win. Awesome reaction. Goes nuts. Jay Jay was actually leaving my house. And I'm like, dude, watch this. Um, Jay, yeah. had a, Jay, had a, Jay and I had a sleepover Saturday night. Not like that, people. Not like that, people. <laughs> we, had a, we had a good night. A guy's night, and they have a nice spare bedroom. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> no one woke up. We were good. We were good, good people. We didn't wake, yeah. wake your family up. When we Nobody came. played small spoon, big spoon. There was none of that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so anyways, that, I thought that was cool. Howard Varner is an awesome guy. It was, it was cool to see him win a, um, win a, I guess, a big event. It was actually a bigger event from a world ranking, uh, from a, a strength of field standpoint than AT&T Pebble Beach just because they had 20 of the top 50 in the world. And uh, I, I, I really like... Um, I really like him. I mean, Absolutely. you know, maybe maybe that's partly why he hasn't won more because he's such a he's such a good guy and such a late he's got such a laid back personality, not like that killer, kind of like an Osh, kind of like an shucks kind of. Yeah, he's just like ah, just you know, just play the best I can. It's like playing golf. I mean, his, his answers are so genuine when they when they ask him what he's thinking, what he's feeling. He's like, I want to win. You know, of course I want to win, but you know, it's game's hard and <laughs> it just hadn't worked out that way. Um, 
but it's it's cool. I I, I definitely pulled for him, and I, the reaction, you, like you said, was was great. I thought he broke his putter when he slammed it on the ground, though. I don't know, I don't know what type of putter he uses, but I'm sure whoever whoever the manufacturer was is like, oh gosh, you just won your first major event. I got, well, he won the the Australian Open, I guess. What five years ago? Yeah, the Australian uh, PJ, something like that. PGA. But um, yeah, the re- I mean, the, when you see a reaction like that, there's you can tell there's no way that they are that they're they're making that up there's no facade with the reaction oh, so pure. It's, like, it's so genuine they're just like so much so much makes emotion. sports good right there's no yeah. sports is the real reality show it's yeah um yeah and you see that kind of stuff and it's it's awesome especially for a guy like that i don't know i should know this i should look this up i'm not sure what the payday was on that it had to have been pretty good with all that blood money <laughs> out there probably way more than he won for the australian pga probably but, you know, back to what you're talking about with the emotion, you know, everyone talks about Tiger and he was he's such a drama queen with the fist pumps and everything like that. I mean, I will say, yes, probably a little bit. He, he does. He had, does have a flair for the dramatic. But when you make a putt and you make as many putts as he made the many and in that in, the, in that many big moments and you have the, whatever crowd, whether if it's 100 people around the green or it's a thousand. When when they when you make a great putt and they all go nuts, you, it's like you something takes over your body and you start doing stuff that you don't you have no idea why. Like why am I doing this with my arms and my hands? I just made this putt. I'm just so excited. You, I mean, it, it's pretty cool. Like like you said, to see Harold Varner's uh, Varner's reaction there was 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 pretty priceless because you could just see he was just so amazed first and, and then excited second. Yeah, I think so it's just the part winner of it. got one million dollars. I just I just saw that. Yep, one million bucks for him. So uh, a very nice, very nice payday. So the tee up money must have been pretty good for them to skip. Tee up money was real good. Yeah, for them to skip the pebble to go to that for to play for only a million dollars, this must have been pretty good. I don't know. I'm sure they're it's not, a nice trip. They're not doing it for the money. The PJ Tour is taking it all. They're not doing it for the money, Jay. They're doing it for the love and the good of the game. For the it's good Phil of the wants. game. It's all Phil wants. Hey, not not trying to segue off track, but did you guys see that Mark Eli got fired from Sirius XM? Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, He's been out there for something nefarious. I've got, it. I've got it. I can tell you how it happened. I can tell you uh, how it happened. He slapped some woman's ass. Nope. Nope. He said he'd rather shoot himself than watch the WNBA. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Yeah, it didn't go over well. Yeah, no, it didn't go over well. No, not great. No. Yeah, uh, tell him to watch the Pro Bowl. He'll shoot himself there too. Jeez. Yeah, you know, that's that's tough. I mean, I don't know. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even good. I'm not, I'm not going there. Yeah, I'm not going there. I'm, right. gonna, I'm, I'm no leaving it right there. It, just, it was just current events. I'm leaving it right there. Yeah. Well, well, RIP. That's, that's a bummer. I mean, he's been he's been broadcasting. For been there for a long time. Years. Yeah. Yeah. All right. RIP. Mark Lai's career. Yeah. Yeah. Canceled. So another little topic here. Um, I want to. I didn't put this on the agenda here. If I can find these stats. So Bryson W D again. He was taking the blood money. And WDs again. We've talked about his. 
He goes from the he goes from the face of the blood money to withdrawing. <laughs> yeah. So, so said he r- slipped and fell playing a different sport there this week. That's bad moves. What? Yeah, that's what came out today. They said that Bryson said he slipped and fell playing another sport while he was there. I didn't see word on exactly what that sport was or how it happened, but basically that's the most current. No, uh, that's a lie. He, he's that's a lie. I'm not disagreeing, Mike. I'm just telling you what the most <laughs> current line is. Don't get mad at the messenger. I'm just Don't a member of the media. Me. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad best. at you. I'm not mad at you. Don't get mad at the media. I bring the truth. So, yeah, there was the news that he got offered $135 million by the Saudis to go play on their tour, which they still haven't given any fucking details about yet, other than they have a lot of money. Bryson um, rebuked that, though, he said. Yeah, well, of course he's going to say that. Also true. Fair. Good point. Yeah, so I mean, Tom Brady said he wasn't retiring a week ago, and then six days ago he retired. And then oh. for a day he didn't. Yeah. And then retired it the was, day after. It was it was so that was not to <laughs> not to go down that topic, but it was so ridiculous. No, we can't and he Mike, we don't on have his time. podcast and says, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm I'll make the decision when I'm ready. I don't know what that's going to be. If I'm going to play in 2022, 23, or if I'm going to, you know, I'm going to retire. And then the next day is like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to retire. I'm like, <laughs> geez. I was like, what a change of events in like, you know, 12 hours. He just wanted to control the message. He was just pissed that it had already gotten out. Of course. Cause Adam Schefter, they had a little handshake agreement and he blew it. Yeah. So I don't, I get to bring that up. I don't want to talk about this. We don't have time. My computer doesn't have that kind of battery. I'm at 98%. <laughs> yeah let's well, let, let, let's let's t- dive into bryson and what this. i was trying to get to so golf digest had an interesting post today so bryson's career on the pj tour he's played i'm guessing by these numbers he's played 84 i said 84 events 42 of them before he bulked up 42 of them since he's bulked up okay and they have some stats to go with his performances here okay so pre-bulk he was averaging 302 yards and a half. He's now post bulk has averaged 323. So over 20 yards he's gained in distance on average. What's that done for his tournament finishes and his pay? So it doesn't have pay on here, but he pre bulk, he had five wins. Post bulk, he's had three. Pre-bulk, he had 13 top 10 finishes. Post-bulk, he's had 17 top 10 finishes. Zero majors pre-bulk, one major post. He gets it with the highest ranking pre-bulk was uh, fifth in the world. His highest ranking post-bulk uh, is fourth in the world. His stroke average, his scoring average, pre-bulk 69.6, post-bulk 69.5. It doesn't have, again, it doesn't have money on here, but he has two more wins pre-bulk, but he's got four last top 10 finishes. So seems like a big, big wash, a big, but, a big wash, except except now he's exposing himself to, to way injuries. more injury. So I, I, I saw that, that generally this was like seven o'clock tonight when I saw that. And I was like, we're going to talk about this a little bit, but it almost seems like it's really not worth it. We made some headlines. And probably get some pip money. Yeah. And so in, in that sense, I guess it could be worth it. But yeah, no, I, I think, I mean, I, like I said, I, I've, 
I've been a fan of, of Bryson in the sense that like he is willing to push the envelope, you know, his, his comments and his personality seem a little weird. Sometimes we can all agree. Um, but I, he's an innovator. He's a pioneer. He's always trying something different, uh, which I, I respect because it's some people don't have the balls to do that. You're like, Hey, this is the way I play. I'm going to just take what I can and take what I can get. And he's, he's kind of pushed the envelope to be like, Hey, you know what? I think I can do. I agree with you there better. So I respect him for that. Um, but if he is being real with himself, I think he should definitely look at what he's done and, and, you know, give himself some credit for, for pushing the envelope and kind of changing the game a little bit, but maybe he's at a point now where he could, could drop back and say, let's, let's, let's keep the speed, but let's make it a little bit more of an athletic move movement less stressful in the body we don't have to go i don't have to do you know 400 pound deadlifts i don't have to you know uh you know train to that degree to get the same results you know and that's the thing i think tiger even went down that road when i think tiger was more boredom you know he was just beating the shit out of everybody he's like oh okay i'm gonna go train with the navy seals just because whatever you know (laughs) i don't care but you know you, you get to that point where you're training and it's like you know i want everybody i think honestly tiger's biggest thing was he was like i want people to look at me and think of an athlete because he was considered one of the best athletes on the planet but people kept saying well you play golf like you you don't run you don't jump you're not you don't throw anything um you, you're not a sprinter you know you, you don't show any athleticism in the in the sense of the word that we we've associated with the best athletes over the last hundred years you associate the best athletes with the people who show the most physicality now, Tiger had a blend of physicality and skill, but people didn't look at him that way because he was kind of a scrawny kid. So here he goes and adds 20, 30 pounds to try to bulk up so he could look like an athlete, in my opinion. This is just my opinion, no, nothing else. Um, and then now he raised the risk of, of injury, and he had some bad teachers in the middle of that too, which probably didn't help. But And here we are, you know. 20 years later and the guy can't make a damn start because his, his body is so beat up and, you know, tethered, which yeah, it just, it's but. an interesting, you know, with, I don't know if they put this out on the heels of the WDs, you know, they're probably wondering, they're thinking the same thing. Is it, is it worth it? Is what Bryson's doing? And I agree with you. It's, it's cool what he's doing. I, I respect what he's doing and how he's doing it. And he's thinking outside the box. I just don't like Bryson for person for his, personality and those kind of reasons not for his golf per se although i think he's we've talked about his, his short game and his wedges and he's, he's messed that up from the get-go but i don't know it's just it's interesting to see now with these two basically back-to-back weeks of being injured or he wd'd before even the start of the sony then was played awful of back nine last week at the farmers kind of a couple of videos of him holding his back after some swings and WD's here, it's like, okay, body's starting to break down. You've won one major, but you've won less post bulk, probably about the same, roughly the same amount of money, same scoring average. Is it really worth it? Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see. And only time, only time will tell, right? Yeah. If, if he changes what he's doing or he keeps doing it and we never hear from Bryson again. I, I don't, yeah. I, if he keep, if he stays on that path, I, I don't, I don't, I really don't think that he's going to be relevant. For very long now i don't think that will happen because i think he's a he's a smart enough guy to know at some point 
he's like, okay, this experiment has gone wrong. We need to re reevaluate if I want to continue to play golf and continue my career. So I think he's going to, I would see in the next two years, I would see Bryson still pursue speed, but in a more, um, you know, athletic conducive way of, of living, living life and, and, and staying healthy, if that makes sense. You know, I, I don't think speed doesn't always mean bulk and it doesn't always mean, you know, pushing your body to the, to the limit. I think he's kind of seeing that. I know he's spent a lot of time with Kyle Berkshire and Kyle is a strong guy. He's, you know, six, six foot, six, two, something like that. So he's a big guy. He's a, he's a little bigger than, than DeChambeau in terms of height, I think, but not as bulked up as DeChambeau. He's got the perfect blend of speed, flexibility, long, long muscles. Um, you know, oh, that long, guy's pretty fucking jacked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kyle Berkshire is, is a, is a fit dude, but I mean, he's not as uh, thick in terms of the stature, the way Bryson is now, like he, he, he's very athletic, you know, he's, He's in a he's, his body is in a position to create a lot of speed from, you know, athleticism, uh, elasticity, you know, everything that you need to kind of leverage to create speed. And Bryson's more about his brute strength and quick change of direction, in my opinion. So but, I'm listening to list uh, Berkshire at six three. There you go. Two two fifteen. And Bryson's six foot two thirty. Yeah, they list him at 6'1", 235. He's not so cool. <laughs> what was that, Jay? He's not 6'1". But, what I mean, whatever. Yeah, yeah. 6'1", 6'1", 230. That's, yeah, about right. Um, I, You know, anyway, I, I definitely think you see him backtrack a little bit. And it's hard for him because he's so gung-ho about it. And I, But I think you see him. I think he's gonna in about it in about a year, he's gonna you're gonna see him drop down like 10 pounds. He's gonna be like 210, 215. And then I'm just gonna what's going on? What changes have you made? Well, I feel like this is the this is the right weight for me. This is the right speed for me. You know, now I'm gonna focus on swinging at you know 200, 205 at a really consistent speed. And this is where I'm gonna play my best golf. I, I can already picture it. And and if he does do that, I, he's gonna play well. Because he's going to main, he, he's probably not going to lose hardly any distance. He's not going to get hurt as much. Um, and the only thing that would really help him, like we've talked about, is I think if he drops down to more of a traditional wedge length, I think now that's going to open open his game up to where he can really save some pars. I don't know. I don't. I I don't know who can do this. I would never be able to use a seven iron length sixty degree and have any success the waiting so bizarre the grip is so huge how do you have any feel with a seven iron that's got 60 degrees of loft on it if not more um in my opinion i think he's got different length clubs with his driver and his three wood like okay let's give you a different length club with your with your wedges and then keep your pitching wedge through you know three iron is the length of a seven iron that's fine okay i understand the concept i understand what you're trying to do but you use those, you use that 60 and that 56 for so many different shots. I think you're going to gain more by having a little bit more, um, a few more options with the smaller club than when you, when you, you know, uh, stick to that seven iron length. So that, that's just my opinion, but yeah, um, we'll see. 
Um, all right. We want to get into our picks and preview of this coming week. Let's look yeah. at it. All right. Well, we got the uh, waste. I will be on site. That's right. Week. We're gonna have I'm, we're gonna have I'm boots going on the, the ground. We're gonna have boots, boots on, on the ground. ground. WMPO. I'll be there. We are gonna we're gonna trek it up and down with all the crazy drunk people <laughs> in this event. Uh, what? How many people? How many people go to this event? It's like two hundred thousand on Saturday. Two hundred. We're going on Saturday, by the way. Two hundred thousand people. It's gonna be a shit show. But I, this is this will be the. I think the third, third or fourth time I've been, and every time I go, I'm just enamored with like the, the people that are there, the clothes they wear. I mean, you've got ladies who are wearing high heels to a golf tournament. And I'm like, what are you? This is you've got to be so uncomfortable right now with these high heels on, but they don't care. They're having a blast. I'm like, hey, great. Go for it. I'm happy for you. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll be there. We'll be on site. We'll We'll take some notes. We've got. We'll have a lot of a uh, lot of info to to divulge here. Uh, have you played that golf course, Jay? No, I haven't. I haven't. I've been. I have. like I said, I've been three times. I've never played it. You played it. I have fun, played fun it. Track. It, it. It's a fun track. It's not. It's not all that to write home about. At the end of the day, um, it's, it, a TPC it's a good course. It's a good track. It's a TPC course. I mean, it's not any golf architectural um gym by any stretch yeah. of the imagination uh but it's still fun good track um it, it's it all surrounds the 16th hole which is not that great when there's not a stadium around it pretty well, average for 300 165 yards pretty average shout out three. to a foundry member i'm not sure if it listens danny ellis but his company is the, the company that builds those grandstands yeah and Danny, I don't know if my brother's listening to this show or not, but uh, you, you're you're a good man. That's all I can say. And I will. Uh, this is your brother's. This is this is Woody's uh, bachelor yeah. party, right? This is my little brother's bachelor party. He's getting married in April, and uh, we're super excited to go out there. And Danny was a uh, Danny was a part of of making it special special week. So I'm I'm kind of excited to to get out there. And so yeah, they spend about ten months on that hole with build and tear down so it's it's uh it is it's a pretty cool scene and again it's it's different for golf right it's not like we need one of those every week but it's i fun. think you know this week it, it's fun and the players seem to embrace it which is makes it better yeah you know so i think they ought to just make it year round and turn and leave it up make half of it a bar and let people come out and just heckle the average public. That'd be awesome. I think that's a great idea. I really do. I think that's awesome. Just build some permanent stands. I mean, but think about it as, as a player, I mean, how many times have you gone and played a, uh, you know, a PJ tour course that was that where they, where a PJ tour event is and you get there and you don't see the stands and you're like, I don't recognize this hole, but how cool is it when the stands are there? Even if no one's sitting there, I mean, yeah. it makes it really cool. And they can even just like exactly pump, right. pump in fake crowd noise for yeah. players, like yelling and booing yeah. and stuff like that. That would be awesome. Well, and all around that hole, you can tell all the holes from the grandstands and everything. It's never healed. It's always evident of those yeah. uh, of those stands. So I'm not sure why they're taking them up and putting them down for ten months out of the year. That 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 seems uh, ridiculous to me. Because what do they do? They take them down for two months. Hey, hey, we'll see you in 60 days. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. And that'd we be, start that putting them right the fuck back up. What's going that would on? Be a, that'd be a good I, can let's simplify for this. I, that might not be good business for your member. So then I apologize. Well, he's. I think it's actually really good business for him. So. No, I'm saying if if they were to build permanent ones. Oh, yes, 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 yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. So maybe I have an awful idea, and I don't, I want to protect our foundry members. Uh, Danny's Danny's doing okay. They're one of, like, two vendors that put up the grandstands and TV towers for PGA Tour, so. Beautiful. It's a pretty cool Beautiful. little gig he's got. Yeah, I, I guarantee it. So um, we got a really good field this week, too. Um, Rom, G, uh, JT... Spieth, Hovland, Xander, Cantlay, Kepka, Scheffler, Finau, Hideki, some some big names. So it should be entertaining. And a lot of these bigger names usually play well here. Hey, I meant to touch on this, but now that you brought it up real quick, Cantlay, I thought last week when he got into the lead that it was a done deal that he was just going to go ahead and separate himself, especially at that venue with his game being a California boy. I just I as soon as I saw him, I'm like, oh, this is a done deal. Cantley's about to get it to 19. Keep on moving. He got to 16 and all of a sudden fell back. I didn't see that happening. Yeah. Uh, I got to be honest. I really did not see that happening. I was very surprised by that. But not, I mean, not to not to throw shade on a good week. Guy still finished at 15 under and I think finished top five. So let's, yeah. let's not let's not throw shade on a bad week here. Yeah, he did okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's playing some good golf. Um, I like his game. All right, I'm going to go first. Do it. I won. I'm going to go first. Okay. So, I'm, I'm whatever, I'm, man. Dude, I'm really, whatever I'm really confident. I'm really Jeez. confident about my team this week. Oh, gosh. Okay. We got you. <laughs> I'm riding high off a win 7,100. I'm going with Aaron Wise. Yes. Drives the ball well. I, I believe, and I can't back this up, but my memory, I believe he's played well at this course before. And that's just a complete guess. And I could have him, have him confused, but. Well, I'll, I'll, you want me to tell you how he's played there? Sure. You have this, what is this app that you use? You always bring up these stats really fast. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the stats that I have. Um, I use the power. Aaron, Aaron Wise made his first cut at the Waste Management Phoenix Open last year, and he finished 66. Okay. And the years prior, he missed a cut. Okay. Well, so, so I was wrong. I was wrong there, but I'm well, still taking making it. a cut could be good for some people. Yeah. We're going to ride in the Mo train. Uncle Mo made one cut last year here. So here we go. But going back to the fall series, he was playing his ass off. And he's only played one event since the calendar turn. Didn't play great. Um, missed a cut at Farmers, but he has been hitting it well. Great driver of the golf ball, which is what you need at TBC Scottsdale. Then I get the sleeper of the week. $7,500. Keith Mitchell. Oh. Again, another great ball striker drives it well strokes gained off the tee is a, is a big stat for uh past winners here just finished uh 12th at pebble beach missed farmers but finished seventh at sony so he's playing well i like keith mitchell at 7500 dollars. then if you need to find out what he's finished in the last couple of years just let me know and i'm, I'm happy to chime in all right go ahead um, he missed the cut last year and finished okay. 16th in 2020 and 73rd in 2019. All right. That's okay. So, yeah, That's okay. Terrible. Then I go up to $7,900. The Spanish sensation himself, Abe answer. Mm, love him. 
I mean, to get a top 20, I think he's in the top 20 in the world rankings at $7,900. I was like value play. Bill Belichick, that's a complete value play right there. It's a great usage of my salary cap. (laughs) You and Belichick. And then I got three kind of horses. I'm just going to lump them all together here. 8,900 Tony Finau, 9,100 Scotty Scheffler, 9,400 Brooks Kepka. I think Finau plays well there. Kepka's a defending champion. Hasn't played great yet. And Scheffler's due. I'm going to go Scheffler wins it is my pick to win. But I like getting all three of those guys on my team. Three top flight guys and then answer at $7,900. I'm, I'm proud of how I use my my dollar. So I, I kind of stayed away well from done. the top eight or nine on the salary cap. But um, well done. I, I got to give credit where that's due. I, I think that's a pretty solid squad there, bro. Yeah, I like it. So I'll probably come in dead last this week, but right right now I love it. <laughs> well, you can guarantee there's one pick of yours on my team. Wait, are you wait? So are you is Palmer in the field or or is he not He's in the field? Not on my team. Are you are you dumping him after his performance? In I'm Pebble not Beach? dumping him. I'm not dumping him. He's taking I a break. Never do that. It didn't <laughs> line up well. His pictures <laughs> didn't line up well. So I had I had to make a well move. in the in the text chain the other day you said something you shot eighty one the other day and you were flirting with him being off the squad. There could be there could be some correlation. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't do it as you will. Um, but I, I'm I'm going to go ahead and drop it on you, and I've got to go with my current favorite player on the PGA Tour, Mr. JT himself, Justin Thomas. Got him at eleven thousand. He was number two on the list, but. If you don't have the guy who wins, it's tough to win your contest. And I think he's going to go ahead and knock this one off quickly. Um, beyond him, I have Russell Henley at 8,200. Guy who's been playing really well. A guy who drives the ball well, uh, I think, is ultimately going to fit this golf course. Um, and I expect him to see, I expect to see him contend as well. Um, Moving down, Billy Horschel, 7,900. Mr. Abraham Answer, 7,900. Two guys have been playing well. I've seen them both in contention a lot. Um, below that, kind of my dark horse pick, who I, I really like, snuck into the power rankings on the PGA Tour, which I know it will be a gigantic shock that I checked those this week. Um, <laughs> I have Mr. Andrew Putnam, little putty, for those who, for those who know. I, I got him confused with his brother this weekend. Big putty. I was looking Michael. at him. I'm like, man, I was like, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah, no, <laughs> big putty and little putty are two different size humans, both great players. Uh, but guy who's been playing really well, had got himself in a contingent last weekend. Um, great hair. Don't care. And local boy this weekend, Mr. Joel Damon at 7,400. So rounding it out with a local boy, a guy who plays in the desert a lot, got to think he's going to be comfortable here. Mesa's country club member. Uh, I'm going to be coming in spicy and looking to play well with that bucket hat out there in the Arizona sun. I'll be curious to see how he plays because I had him on my squad and I took him out for Keith Mitchell the last second. Keith Mitchell's a great pick. No, I'm happy with the pick, but I'm just curious. I'm I'm like, that could fuck me because Damon played well last week too. And he's, he's a local boy. Yeah, that's his, he's he's staying at home this week, sleeping in his own bed, um, drinking his own beer. So, is he brewed himself? Uh, that that I don't know, Mike. That's one one, one step too far. 
All right, I'm going to make this the fastest DraftKings pick that that I've ever done. Okay. Yeah. Uh, At $7,100, I'm going with Pat Perez. I like it. He knows the area, obviously. And then I'm going to jump up to $7,500, Andrew Putnam. So we do have two sleepers on the same team, me and McLean. And he has been playing well, played well last week. Uh, I think he it finished in the top 10, top 15. So, I mean, he was in the hunt there for a little bit. So, definitely like him. I'm going to ride the hot hand here, and I'm going to drop a little Harold Varner and Bubba Watson. Wow. They've had Bubba Watson's had some success at, at, at this yep. course, even though he's been vocal in that he doesn't like the course, but he plays well there. So, I don't know if that's a reverse psychology thing that he does. I don't know. <laughs> but at $7,800, $7, Harold Varner. I'm going to let him ride ride the momentum. I don't think he's going to win. I think if he comes out and you know, it just just with the momentum and the high confidence, you know, gets a gets a top twenty five at seventy hundred bucks. That's pretty good. Um, then I jump up to Mister Louis Oosthuizen. Oh, like we, we have not seen a lot here. He actually hasn't played in the calendar year yet. I mean, he's played in the wraparound season, but he's not played here yet. But um, Obviously, Louis a great player, and it's kind of a sneaky pick here because we don't really know how he's playing, what he's done. So he could he could really um, do some great things. And then Brooks Kepka uh, missed the cut at the Farmers, but obviously he's he's played here, played well here in the past. Uh, did he win last year? Yeah, he's defending champ, defending champ. So, and he's played well years prior to that. So, although most people uh, probably think of Spieth. At this event last year, because this is when he shot that Saturday 61 and made all those crazy putts, and people are like, oh, he might be back. Yeah. And then he dumped a couple of balls in the water or something coming down the stretch, right? Um, or was that Shoffley? I know Shoffley dumped a couple of balls in the I water. I think Shoffley hit one in the water on 17, the drivable hole. Yeah. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. All right. Anyway. I like it. That was that was pretty quick, Jay. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's how you're, I do. You're growing up. I like it. I'm a man now. I'm 40. Pick on me. I'm 40. You are 40. I am. It's true. Mike Gundy over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. Anything else on uh, in the world of golf that you want to discuss? Your own, uh, go- your no, own golf I'm, games? I'm just uh I'm I'm gonna play two rounds of golf in in Phoenix, Scottsdale area. So wish me luck. Hopefully I don't hurt myself. I haven't I literally have not played a round of golf. Where are you playing? All of January. We are playing a talking stick yep. the first day. And then Friday was tough to get. <laughs> it was just so many, uh, so many people trying to play golf. We're going to, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know the name <laughs> of this place. Uh, I w- was going back and forth with my brother trying to line it up. I think it's like uh, Taka something. It's it's kind of southwest of town. So Taka, TK, TA. T-A-K-A, maybe. Sure, pal. Yeah. Sounds Sounds awesome. Sounds beautiful this time of year. I mean, I think anything, any golf is going to be great. So it's going to be a fun fun time. Yeah, you guys have fun. We've got got some good golf lined up Thursday. We've got golf Friday, great dinners, Saturday, all day at uh, the Waste Management, and then Sunday, you know, hanging out, recovering, and then watching the Super Bowl at 3.30. So... Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a it's gonna to- be a fun week. Toka sticks? 
Toka sticks. There you go. Toka sticks. So you got That's talking cool. stick and toka sticks. Yeah, we got it's all about the sticks. Talking <laughs> stick. I love it. Uh, make sure to stop by the casino. We will. That's a that's a given. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, Top Golf's right there in front of Talking Stick. That's a given. Yeah, Top Golf looks into Talking Stick, and Talking Stick's all lit up. So it's actually pretty cool because the background of Top Golf is just the neon casino, just absolutely flashing That's lights wonderful. the whole time. It's wonderful. Yeah, good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> That's a core Crenshaw design. Yeah, love them. Yeah, get in yeah. where you fit in. Love them. All right, Jay. Well, we want a full report next week on I'll all ready. things i'll be ready waste management scottsdale yeah girls in and high heels you name it we want to break down plenty of them and a fresh t-shirt probably too yeah go ahead and pick up those for your podcast guys Here, Jay, i'll get you some uh i'll get you some koozies and some i need them some, some stickers to throw around i leave wednesday afternoon for yeah. sure send them send them to work with with the wifey uh you might not see her i might have to drop them off yeah, that's right. She's she's at home with the sick daughter. Yeah. That's right. So, all right. To all of our listeners, as usual, thank you for tuning in and downloading, and we'll see you next week. Cheers, boys. Take care, guys. Bye.